bless you we worship you in jesus name we pray amen god bless you you may be seated hallelujah we are confronted with a a very beautiful but also grandiose subject about our god amen god is not so little and punny to be handled in just a moment but he can also be known that is the beauty of it so we we've set sails knowing god and uh, it's not about the knowledge we are packing necessarily but it's the impact is having on our lives for instance the bible says that the Lord their God shall be strong. And then of course Jesus himself said that this is life eternal that we will know the only true God and his son Jesus Christ. So that has brought us to one of the places in knowing God. So we're talking tonight about the perfection of God. The perfection of God. Last week we spoke about the providence of God. Last two weeks we introduced ourselves to God's providence and then we saw in details the providence of God. Well, today we are looking at the perfection of God. Hallelujah. Look at how far you've come in knowing some things about God. There are some people, they don't know a thing about God. You see, nothing. The Ethiopian Enoch said, this thing I'm reading from Isaiah chapter 53, those, those, those days there was no Isaiah 53, it was just Isaiah, a book. He was reading, he said, is it the man who is talking about himself? Or he's speaking to another? And then today we read about how these Grecians came in our daily strength and they said, said, we will see Jesus. Hallelujah. We don't want to see Nebuchadnezzar or Herod. We don't want to see even Lazarus. You see that? Lazarus. So you, you mean you, you, you died four days and you got up? How was it like? What did you see? And the answer is sitting beside him. And sometimes that's what we do. When there is a fascinating miracle, we can close the Bible. We don't want to talk about Jesus. We give the pulpit to the man who was a witch. And now he's saved. So that he can teach us about spiritual warfare. What a, a joke. You see that? But Jesus only is our message. Praise God. Yes. To become a better person, a better husband, a better wife. You, it's not somebody else you have to look at. Lazarus can teach you how to be a better husband, better wife. Say, love your wives. Not as Lazarus loves the, the wife, but as Christ loved the church. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So Jesus must always be kept in focus. Praise God. Preachers like difficult work that God has not sent them to do. Yeah. They want to go into tunnels of revelation. 
when there is a whole landscape beautiful, shining with the rays of the sun of righteousness. So the perfection of God. Psalm 18, the verse number 30. Psalm 18, verse 30. A message like this is to build trust in us. Psalm 80, the verse number 30. As for God, as for God, it's like he's different from the rest of us. You see, as for God, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. That is the second stride of God's perfection. His way is his character. He's perfect. The way he does his things. Then his counsel, the word of the Lord is tried, is tested, is proven. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. So the purpose of a message like, like this is to launch us into confidence in God. We are not here about the Greek and the Hebrew of the perfection of God. Nobody is interested in that. No language is more holier than the other. The day the Holy Spirit came, they all spoke in other tongues. If she was there at that time, would have spoken. So God respects every language. That is not why we are in church. We are in church to know God. Amen. Amen. So the end of knowing God, they shall be strong. You will not be weak. You know God. And the confidence that Psalmist says, puts it this way, he's a buckler. He's a shield, a defense to all those that trust in him. But it's the corollary. Okay, the end, the, the consequence of knowing God, which includes the perfection of God. Now, Jesus, who came from the Father, knew that his Father was perfect. Psalm, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Matthew 5, 48, in what we call the Beatitude, Sermon on the Mount. He says in the last verse, Be ye therefore perfect, be perfect, even as your Father, see that, which is in heaven, is perfect. He knew something about God, that God is perfect. Everybody say after me, God is perfect. And this God is your God. So be very careful of questioning God. Because you are questioning the wisdom which is above you. Forget about even the Lord telling us to be perfect. At the moment, be captured by the fact that your father, my father, our father is perfect. Now, in a nutshell, what does it mean to say that God is perfect? You know, a message like this is what resolves things like, you know, there are people who get up, maybe they pray, pray, they believe God, whatever, and say, if God doesn't do, they even threaten God. If you don't do this for me, I'll throw away my Bible. But that's why you need to listen to a message like this. God is not afraid of those who throw away their Bibles. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, you better go and pick it and read it. So, if you don't come to the knowledge of God in all its fullness, there will be this defect in your faith. Paul the Apostle said, we, 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 we are coming to see you. 
we long to see you too so that we will, you know, people know about we will impart spiritual gift because they have the spiritual gift grace. But they don't know that the same Paul said that we will come and perfect that which is lacking in your faith. So if the apostle Paul comes to town, one of a message like this is one of his messages to perfect that so that you don't start taking to God, God to court in the church. You, start, you don't start calling God for answers. It, it is an imperfection of faith. Because an imperfection of faith is not that I'll be making confession, it doesn't come to pass. That is not it. Imperfection of faith is the holes, the spots, the weaknesses in your lack, in your, in your composite knowledge of God. There is a lack. It's like a pie chart. A certain slide is not there. See, that we might perfect that which concerns your faith. So you get to know who God is. And in that sense, in that totality of it, faith is perfected. You understand what I'm saying? It has not got anything to do with some macho thing you do. That is not faith, by the way. There's a lot of that going around. Faith is rest in God. And that rest in God is because you know God. It's as simple as that. Don't take our cultural expression and confuse it with faith. You see that? That because you see some people, this is how, you know, if, if you see a typical Jew, for instance, praying, you'll be disappointed because he doesn't pray the way you do. And he has faith too, if he's a Christian. So that you are sweating is not equal to faith. I want you to understand. Amen. Amen. Jumping is not faith. Grasshoppers can jump. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Faith is confidence in God minus cultural attachments. Faith is not those who are able to respond with Holy Ghost fire. That's, that's not what I do with faith. Take, bring down all your cultural scaffold and keep the faith of the word of God as it is. That is real faith. Amen. It's a beautiful faith. Once delivered unto the saints. So what is the perfection of God? What do, what do we mean when we say God is perfect? It simply means God cannot be wrong. Think about it. He can't be wrong. Job cannot query God. God can't be wrong. And I'm talking to some Job's here. Some present day Job's. God cannot be wrong. Oh God, why? The answer, he cannot be wrong. Oh God, what? Oh God, when? Oh God, who? He cannot be what? Wrong. The perfection of God. Clap for the perfection of God. I mean, he is perfect. And all you do is you bow, say, yes, Lord. Thou art perfect. <laughs> Amen. What a God. He can never be wrong. He has never been wrong. And he will never be wrong. He is eternally perfect. Yesterday, today, and forever. God created the world. People don't understand why is there evil in the world if there is God. He can't be wrong. 
You have got mouth to be speaking now. If you didn't create it, where will you be? When you got money at the end of the month, you were happy. You forgot. Your small money, you forgot about the whole world and the problems in the world. You were just happy. And then when it is finishing, then you are not coming to attack God. <laughs> Let God be God. Amen. You see, we read in Matthew 5 that be perfect, okay? Even as our Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now, I want to strike the difference for you because our message is going to end there that we also have to be perfect like God. But our perfection, listen, is measured in terms of our maturity. Whereas God's perfection is measured in terms of its infallibility. It's different. Maturity means room, room for growth, for improvement. There is nothing for God to improve in his life. So for God, his perfection is, his, is, is measured by his infallibility. When we say infallible, and therefore infallibility, it means cannot be wrong. He is, he is independent of error or incapable of error. Infallible. So whereas our perfection is in terms of maturity, his perfection is in terms of his infallibility. God never matures. We grow in our perfection. It's all over the Bible. Speaking the truth in love may grow up together into him. Grow in grace. And then God is growing nowhere. He is God. He is the room into which we grow. But he, he is who he is. God does not grow in perfection. No, 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 no. Hebrews 1, 10 to 12 tells us about the permanence, permanence of God. He says, you remain the same. Let's read it and worship. Hebrews 1, the verse number 10. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of my hands. So, you know, he talks about the beginning. They shall perish, but you remain. Beginning. You are still there. They shall always hold as does a garment. That's us. And as a vesture shall thou fold them up like a cloth. A, a cloth. They shall be changed. But thou art the same. Change either from glory to glory or something else. But you, you are the same. And your years shall not fail. God is unchanging. And that includes his perfection. His sense of rightness. It does not change. God has never been wrong since he is God. He is eternally right. And God is on all of us, our cases, and yet nobody has been able to win against God. Not because he's bullying us, but because he's perfect. You will see how filthy you are when you bring your case to his holiness, in the light of his holiness. You will see that he is a million times right and you are wrong. You will own up. You will be like Job. You will stop talking, stop talking nonsense. Our judgments may be wrong. You see, sometimes the, the, the way we, 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 we don't have faith in God is not like 
I don't believe in God, but it's like, Lord, God, how could you allow this to happen to me? It's not faith. It is not that as for you, your faith is hard and you can say anything to God. It is not faith. Because it is not restful. You are now querying God. No, no, no. Faith does not do that. Real faith. It's restful. Job never said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. At the beginning, it was later on. Then he knew that, no, this is a perfect God we are dealing with. He is justified in his ways. How many people are being blessed by the life of Job? Even the apostles, you know, they, 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 they quoted it, that from the life of Job, we have seen that God is pitiful. We learn patience. God is indeed a perfect God. Our judgments may be wrong. It has been wrong many times. It's still going to be wrong. Allow people, they will be wrong. The best of people. That's why we have to grow in love too. It makes us less and less hasty to say things about people that you have no idea about. Listen, Sunday we had our man of God who came to visit us. Praise God. What a blessing that he came. In the course of his career, before he became a man of God, he was a teacher. And this is a teacher, he's a disciplinarian. Yeah, he does not take nonsense. So he said he entered class as he was teaching one of the girls' schools in town here. And then he asked a question, and a certain girl raised her left hand. Oh, fire left. Hey, what is the matter with you? The left hand, the whole class, not knowing that she's an amputee. You see that? Look, tell your neighbor, I'll be patient with you. <laughs> I'll be patient. Yes. You don't know why. You don't know why Rev came the time he came. Maybe his car has left him at Boshan. You don't know. <laughs> and he has struggled to be here. It doesn't also mean that, yes, uh, every time. <laughs> yes. But you see, that's what we're talking about perfection. So, what do you want to do? You want to find out what's going on. Take your time. Don't launch immediate assault. You may, you may be in error. Our actions could be wrong. We may speak wrong things. We do. We err most of the times. A poet once said, to err is human. Err, not err like we breathe. Okay, this is air, English. E-R-R, air. There is E-R-R and then there is E-R-E. E-R-E is an old English word for uh, before. Air, tomorrow, before tomorrow. Then there is still air. How do we call those things in English? When, when, you, when two words, two words sound the same. What? I can't hear you. Right now, people are airing. <laughs> what? Some people say homophones. <laughs> homophones. What, what is it? Hey! It's a long time since we went to school. Praise the Lord. Come on, say, I air. <laughs> are you seeing that right now? You are airing. I don't know what it is. That's why I have kept quiet. 
Pastor Mwai, it's not phonetics, please. It's not phonetics. That's when I know. <laughs> you can't bully anybody here. <laughs> we should grow your patience. Okay, we will perfect our patience, but it is still not fun phonetics. Now listen. That that is perfectly us. We are perfectly imperfect. And we have to grow. We are erring beings. Even in the church. There are things I have said I wish I did not say them. Oh yes. I will not be arrogant to say that, you know, uh, uh, I'm right. That's not it. Why? Because we err. We err in decisions. We err in choices. We err in judgments. And sometimes they are very costly. We, we err in words and actions. Paul spoke to the high priest as if he was nobody. Said, thou white sepulchre, God was mighty. And people say, my friend, he's the high priest. I'm sorry. We err. But Jesus was never caught like that. He could mention people's name before they came to him. He said, when you were sitting under the, under the tree, I saw you. An Israelite indeed, in whom there is no God. So, we are imperfect. But God is perfect. He is above all these room for airs in our lives. He is without sin and he is without error. You see, you don't know the extent of the damage of sin. While sin can be forgiven and cleansed, we are still making errors because of sin. It is sin it has limited us severely. That's why you should not play with sin. Once you are free, stay in the light, walk in the light, and press towards the mark of the price of the high covenant of God in Christ Jesus where your judgments will become clearer almost like God your choices your actions see they are, they are coming in sync with God's own it's possible be perfect that is what he's talking about even as your father is perfect you, you are able to judge well you are able to, to and you are still growing you are able to you, you, you speak well you don't speak to kill you have gone beyond that when you think about Solomon, for instance, one of the things he did most was to judge people. By the wisdom God gave him, he made perfect judgments, like the two women that came to him. That, was, that is just a microcosm of God's perfection. He gave it to him. I mean, you see, we read it now and we are like, oh, I mean, if we tell you, if we bring two women to you, just, oh, but I know what to do. I'll just say, bring bring there. You'll be surprised that if the women are here and then they bring their sword, all of them will say, okay, don't kill them. Because one of them said, well, because you know it, it's like it, is, it wasn't simple. It was a difficult thing. But the perfection of God in his wisdom, he brought a resolution to it. May the Lord help us to be perfect like he is. So that you don't kill innocent babies. You don't destroy people. Sometimes you can let a guilty person stay and then the one who is not guilty will sack him because you don't know and overall like i said 
The perfection of God is to invoke trust in us. Trust. Trust his heart, even though you can't trace his hand. Because he is perfect. He knows what he is doing. When you go to a, a, a tailor shop and he has cut patterns of your dress, you don't accuse him. What have you done to my material that I brought to you? Are you serious? You have cut here, you have cut here, I have cut this. Oh, that is how we sew. So I don't understand. If you don't understand, you will never wear dress. That's why, that's how God is. And most of the time, God will not bring us into his workshop because it will scare us. It will not make sense to us. So we always see the finished product. But look at us. We can't keep quiet. God is delaying. God, you are this. Why did this happen to me? We talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But let us learn once and for all that God is perfect. And all you have to do is to trust him because he can't be wrong. He is perfect in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Even in our sufferings, he is perfect. And he knows what he is doing. We want to look at the message closely in three ways. One is, one has got to do with the character of God. The next is about the counsel of God and about the Christ of God. So we are looking at first the perfection of his character. The perfection that God's character is perfect. You need to know that. If you don't, that's why people sit in church and they go for a visa. Because they don't know God. Everything they want answers. They want they need the seer and the hearer and the knower. Look, if you live your Christian life like that, you will see someone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, it has happened. What I'm talking about. Literally, I think one sister, not in our church somewhere, she went, unless she went somewhere. The guy did something and then he, you know, he, she bolted away. Because there were appearances of certain things. <laughs> and another guy, I myself, I know, in the morning, he left his house. He told me himself. I thought he told me you're a closest person, but I knew him. I know him. He even pastored the church. At the point, he heard somebody saying, if you want this, you know, come, come. In the moment, he even did not tell the wife. He says, like, he's going to brush their teeth. Then he left. And then he went, and the guy gave him, you know, eggs and what have you. Since when do you break eggs and vapor starts coming from inside? But that is what he saw. Because people don't know that God is better. And what is this problem? No problem too. Just a little life you are living. With little question marks here and there. Little. Not too big. You don't matter like that. And look at you. So we need to know this. That's why we pray in our prayer for revival of apostles doctrine. Of evening meetings. It's an error. If the church does not sit down tonight. It's an error. I don't care praying for 50 hours. That means nothing to nobody. It's not scriptural. It's not New Testament. It's not apostolic. There must be balance. God is false balance. Teach the people or else. This is what will result. This is what will happen. So we learn about God. We, 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 we take time to learn. We study to know God. 
come and learn of me. Is that not what Jesus said? Yes. The perfection of his character. Now, why is this so crucial? Listen, this is the bedrock of God's perfection, his character. It is his character that underwrites his perfection. If that character is gone, God can be questioned. Character is the sum of a person's moral and relational qualities. That's the sum. God related with Abraham. God related with nations and he judged them. That is a moral issue. How did he judge? How could God tell Israel to go and kill people? You'll find the answer in this perfection. He's not discriminating. He's not a tribal God. He's not, he's perfect. You simply have to look close. And then you will know. And instead of talking, you will be worshipping. How did Jesus beat people in the temple? And then he is telling people, I love a little children to come to me. You know, two contrasts. So you don't have a Jesus who is only, you know, loving, 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 loving. No. The same Jesus who would defend a woman caught in adultery and all of that, that same Jesus will give it to the Pharisees. He's perfect. And the fundamental thing we should know about the perfection of God is his character. His character is perfect, brethren. This man we call God, his character is perfect. Be very careful with the thoughts that go on in your secret hearts and minds about him. He is the innocent one. You are the guilty one. You were guilty as a sinner and you are probably guilty as a saint because you are questioning him somehow of delays of your so-called denials and this and this and that. He is always right. When he judge, he is right. When he moves, he is right. When he talks, he is right. Whatever he does, if only Abraham would have listened to him. But who knows what was going on in the heart of our father Abraham. And his wife said, God is a perfect God. And that character of his, his perfect character is the bedrock of his perfection. God has no blind side. See that? No blind side. There's nothing like that. You know, I, I acted on my blind side. Have you ever heard God saying that before? No. There's no blind side to God. The sun has no shadow. I'm trying to use the sun to show you that how God is. It is light in substance. The sun does not give light. It is light. And it cannot have a shadow. That is how God is. The presence of a shadow means the light is not enough. See? Something, something is lacking. There is still room for light. That is what it means. Therefore, it is not a perfect light. But that is not what we see in God. God is light. There is no shadow of turning in him. No variableness. No fickleness in God. God is light through and through. His eyes move all around the world. Second Chronicles 16.9. Think about it. Even this room. Does your eyes, you know, 
look around this room. No, you don't know what is going on behind you. Whether some brother or sister is going to hit the back of your head. You don't know. But God, his eyes, 360, around the world, what a God. I said, what a God. Yes. Second Chronicles 69. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. And it's running. It's not sluggish eyes. God doesn't have short-sightedness. It is the eyes are running throughout the whole earth. Throughout. The man is on business. He knows everything. He's in charge of everything. To show himself strong in the behalf of those that is perfect towards him. The point is his eyes. No blind side to our God. You know, when these people were, they, they covered the eyes of Jesus and then they, they smote, they, they, they smite him and they say, Tell us who did it. You know, Jesus was serious at that moment. Or <laughs> else. That, that's a joke. You don't play those pranks with, with God. You, you slap God and say, God, who, who slapped you? You are lucky you are still talking. <laughs> So when we become foolish, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. So that is it. God is perfect. Now, once again, I told you, we grow in character, but God is perfect in character. God does not, there's no room for improvement in God. There's nothing like that. He acts in consistency with that character. He acts in consistency. Listen, when God gets to moving, now, when you, you want to do something, it's likely that a character of yours may be compromised. For instance, when you are angry, you may not be loving as you should. You may finish acting and come back to love. But when God is acting, when God is moving in anger, the love is moving at the same time. That's what we're talking about. At the time God is dealing with you, God is perfectly loving. He loves you. He whom the Father loves, he chastens. Sometimes it's that side of God that is even making you feel it more. So God, is, God feels he loves you. So he, he does it more. Whilst God is sending somebody down, God is sending somebody up at the same time. Because some of us, if we are supposed to send some people up, nobody will go down or if you are sending people down then nobody will go up we are busy sending them down they must die by fire and and, and nobody will go up no but god is, is able to move in the totality of his character none of that is compromised that is the perfection of his character how perfect he is so when God judges, he's still loving. When God laughs, he's still a judge. Both are not opposed to each other. It's awesome. And that is what his perfection is about. He never diminishes in anything when in action. Everything he is moves in the same proportion. Same. His justice. His love, his mercy, the fingerprint of God is all of his qualities at the same time. Everything. The perfection of his character. Number two, 
the perfection of his counsel. Now, that is the next thing in the perfection of God, his counsel. His counsel proceeds from his character. Right? Nyame nasem nishishaye counsel shishaye asem ifri nisumu neba the signature of a liar or a robber conveys his status as a liar or a robber. If you happen to work in financial institutions or in a crime unit, you understand these things. There are people, they have been blacklisted or blackmailed. When we see their signature, they say no. Because of who they are, it has affected their counsel. The check is wrong. The statement is wrong. The deal is bad. The problem is not the signature. Even if he has a, a case in court, the, the defense attorneys or the lawyers, the, the justice system know that they are there to defend the liar and they are all liars. It, it's because of the person. And sometimes those people, they can go for the best of lawyers because you need the best lawyer to defend a liar. The average lawyer cannot defend a lie. You understand what I'm saying? You need somebody who is over smart. And I'm saying the problem is not that person or his signature. It's not the signature or the lawyers around him, but the person is affecting and infecting everything. Similarly, a good man carries his good reputation into his signature. When he signs it, that's it. That's how God is. That's how his counsel is. It is this character. Listen, the word of God proceeds from the character of God. Nobody can walk into a debate to defend God's word. God's character defends his word. Thank God for apologetics and all those people who try to defend God's word. Your little mind is too small. God defends his word by his character. I am that I am. It's a character of God. And I'm going to defend what I told Abraham. God's character defends his word. When the pastor is not there, God is defending his word. When the prophet has gone, God is defending his word. Listen, some of the prophets, you are talking about prophecy today. Some of these prophets like Isaiah could be professor hundreds, centuries after, before it came to pass. A virgin shall conceive. Counsels of God. Because the counsels of God is the collection of his prophecies and promises, his oath and covenants, his commandment and his laws. All these things are the counsel of God. And some of these things were spoken hundreds of years. Hundreds. Now, we have prophets who are arranging, uh, uh, you know, when they prophesy, then they, they, they say, no, we have to make it come to pass. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's not what God was doing. They, they prophesy and they die. Now, such a prophecy, if it's not God, it will never come to pass. But how did it come to pass? How come a virgin really conceived? Isaiah never saw Mary, and Mary did not see Isaiah. Hundreds of years, hundreds of years. How? Be even between Malachi and Matthew alone, it's 400 years. What are you talking about? 
the last prophet in Israel, 400 years before John the Baptist came. So that is a long time. But listen, time cannot silence the character of God. It cannot. Therefore, if God be for you, his character is for you. It's for you. Stand by God. Don't be so timid and, and have a and, and chicken hearted that you join the so-called masses and the compromises and you leave God and his character. Stand with God. Stand by God. The fire falls for those who stand by God. That is what Elijah proved. Stand with God. By God. His character is proven. His signature can be trusted and tested. Psalm 12, verse 6. Psalm 12, verse 6. The words of the Lord are pure words. You know why he's using the word pure? It's, it's, it's beyond moral purity. It's, it's about the integrity of it. The integrity of the word. Far be it from God that God will speak filthy words. That's not what he's talking about here. So the pure words here is about integrity. Integrity. The word of God has integrity. Integral. It is whole. Does not fail. Cannot fail. Trust this word of God. There is a craze for prophecies. Craze for word of knowledge. Prophesy to me. You know, one time I was in a house, a family. And one of the sons of the man said, I don't know. I went for this meeting and, and I was standing, you know, because people were being prophesied to. I wanted the guy to also call me and prophesy to me. But he did this and the guy never called him. Listen, there was a counsel about you. Glory to God. I said there was a counsel about you. There was a counsel about you. There is a prophetic counsel in the word about you. Hallelujah. There is a royal counsel of the word about you. Go to the way. Take the way. We don't have Bible Christians now. They all know, no, my pastor said, my this one said, TikTok Christians. The word of God is even becoming a shame to, to, to be holding your Bible. If God has blessed you with iPad or Pied Eye, whatever it is, read the word of God. You understand what I'm saying? Read it. If it's not help, if I want you to really read my Bible, I don't look use these electronic things. Give me a book, my friend. Don't we read books in our schools? Let me read something and underline and paint the book. One guy, you know, one of my friends asked me that why is it that you are writing your Bible? Is that the Bible is it for you? Who cares about the neatness of the Bible? Praise God forevermore. A silver tried in the furnace of bread, purified seven times. You see, all these are ways of trying to say that the, the counsel is perfect. Seven times means perfection. Seven. Perfect. The perfection of his counsel. The perfection of his counsel. I love that. I'm going to take my Bible seriously. Come on. See, after me, I'll take my Bible seriously. Say the author has integrity. His character is trusted. It's tested. It's proven. There is no lie in the Bible. 
if somebody writes his biography, you can't really know whether it is true. We, have, we even have ghost writers. Ghost. Some people, their names are on books and they didn't write it. I can mention some of their names in Ghana, but I won't mention. I know some of them. They did not write anything. It's a business. But God. So, so what, what makes you, you know, think that we should take you serious? You are just praising yourself. You are, you are writing hagiography. It's about you. You are praising you. Impeccable, faultless you. You blame people, you take credit. <laughs> in the book. That's not how it is in the Bible. God, God wrote his word as a record of his dealings with people. And he spared no one. When Abraham sinned, he wrote it down. Moses recorded his own error. He wrote the five books. And, he, and God said, add where you got angry and I told you that you will not go to the promised land. Add it to it. That's God. That's God. You, when you were in school, you wrote myself. Look at the way where you were shining. <laughs> yes. If we give you opportunity to write a Bible about you, oh, you will die for us, we will resurrect ten times. <laughs> Thank God for God. He cannot lie. Praise his holy name. Psalm 19 verse 7. 19 verse 7. When you are praying, you see, you pray on this basis. You don't pray like a chicken without head. You know that God is a God of truth without iniquity. Oh, yes. Glory to Jesus. Psalm 19, the verse number 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. <laughs> is that a sign for sure? Making wise the simple. Praise God forevermore. The law of the Lord is perfect. No commentary. Let me resolve something for us. We cannot charge God with failure. Neither can we charge God with failure to do his work. You can't say, I could not do this because, you know, the work. The work. No, there's nothing wrong with it. His commandments are not grievous. God is perfect. And he cannot be charged without failures. Nobody should act like uh, the word of God is difficult. Who can obey it? No. That is to cast uh, a doubt on the character of God and therefore his counsel. Now we are coming to the supreme court of the perfection of God. The perfection of his Christ. <laughs> his Christ. You see, don't let people revolve around God, 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 and then they escape Christ. If you really want to see how serious they are, bring them to the center. Christ. The perfection of Christ. By the way, you cannot see God well without seeing Christ first. He is the lenses through which we see the invisible God. God's perfection is therefore Christ's perfection. 
Christ is the perfect image of God. He is the perfect image of God. Perfect image of God. We call it the Imago Dei. The image of God. Hebrews chapter 1, the verse number 1. Glory to God. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, speaking time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in this last day spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. It actually means he has spoken to us by son. Literally, that is the, you see, the, the son is in parenthesis. Jesus is the present voice of Almighty God, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Of how many things? By whom also he made the worlds. And people are debating. Christ did not create the world. God created Christ through... With the, I mean, that is nonsense from the pit of hell. And you should go back to that place. And the church said, Amen. With Jesus, hello? You touch him, you touch the salvation of humanity. There is no other name given among men whereby we might be saved. Salvation is of the Lord. The Lord is God. That God is Christ. Don't go and read extra biblical materials and get confused and come and spill it over with useful lust to prove a point to ignorant generation who are lazy to open their Bible and read it and to fall down and worship. Jesus is God. And the church said, Amen. amen. There it is. When he had by himself paid our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, the thing I want to highlight here is he is the, he is the express image of his person. Colossians 1.15 The perfection of his Christ. You see, so I, 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 don't, I don't even want to be talking about God, God, God's perfection. No, it is Christ is the fullness of that perfection. He is the perfection of God expressed. He is the meter, the measure, the gauge of God's perfection. Amen. Amen. So when they drag the woman, one on one concern, when they took up, hey, Jesus, he was caught in adultery. As if it only takes a woman to commit adultery. Where is the man? Macho, may, may, macho life. And Jesus said, you know, he didn't mind them writing on the floor and all of that. And then, you know, he lifted his head and he said, neither do I condemn you. Now, that judgment was God in judgment. Exactly how God would judge that case is what happened. He is above the law of Moses. Get away with your long beard, Pharisees. Go home and drink your wife's soup. And leave the woman alone. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. When we get to heaven, we will embrace that woman. If not for Jesus, these guys would have stoned him. What a judgment. And yet nobody could say Jesus has, you know, broken the law. No, 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 no. He was fulfilling it. He was fulfilling it. He was bringing something that Moses did not know. That's it. Colossians 1.15 Who is the image of the invisible God? Image of the invisible God. You see that? 
the exact measure of God. The firstborn of every creature. Firstborn means the beginning of creation. Jesus is not the first angel. He's not, he's not the first one to be created before Adam was created. All those nonsense. If you don't understand English, go and read your true Bible. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firstborn, it simply means, you know, it, it means it's, it's a term of, of origin. That he is establishing Christ as the source, the beginning. It's not, uh, you know, you look at Jesus, he's just uh, uh, the elder son <laughs> or whatever. Now, I could go on and multiply scriptures for you, but that's it. Let, let, let's read um, John 14. Every scripture makes sense, except for time. John 14, the verse number 7. If ye have known me, you would have known my father also. Talk to Jesus. And from henceforth ye know me, and I've seen him. Listen, if you have known Jesus, you have known the Father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth you know him, and I've seen him. Look at that. You don't have to go to Bible school for four years. You know that he's just telling you in, in, in less than 30 seconds. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the father. Oh, Philip. So, all that you are saying is wrong, you don't hear. And it suffices us. These apostles they were amazing. They gave themselves up in different places. You no, know, Thomas, let's go and die with him. And this and Philip, too. Natalia, can anything good come from? <laughs> I mean. Let's hope for you. Amen. Because the way I see you, since I've known you, I've never asked any stupid question like these guys. <laughs> yeah. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me, my goodness, has seen the Father. It's not like a revelation that when you see me, then you would see, you are going to see, you are not going to, you are not, you have seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father. Okay, if we don't understand this one, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government, the kingdom, shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called. Now, here we go wonderful, that's Jesus, counselor, that's Jesus, the mighty God, not a small God, that's Jesus, the mighty God, the God that you have known before. That we have been prophesying by his name, by his spirit. The everlasting father. That this son, nah, 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 in the manger that Mary takes. Jesus, dear, who pursue, Jesus, dear, who pursue. Jesus was a very so so say, Chow, Yes. 
everlasting father. No, look at the mystery of you carrying your father. It's only God who can do that. God did not only prove his greatness by his transcendence, but also by his condescension. Come down. We see God also in his humility. He took upon him the form of a flesh, a stinking arrogant generation that struts in pride. That is not the picture of God. That is not God. God is humble. I tell you, if God comes to this service, nobody will see him. And he is he he, he he has clothed, he has covered his, his glory. You won't see him. You won't. If I have the latest iPhone and I've covered it with a dirty handkerchief, you will not respect it. Oh yes. People can poop in 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 sorry to insult your sensibility. It can, they can put it in handkerchief and tie it and throw it away. It's not every handkerchief you need to show. <laughs> are you listening to what I'm saying? <laughs> there are things in this world that eyes have not seen <laughs> and those have not smelled. <laughs> Somebody say amen in the house. God is humble. Amen. Amen. He's too humble. Hey, look. I say, the, the heavens are my, my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where, where, where will you build for me? Yet he squeezed himself to a manger. One time I was reading a book, and the pastor said, He doesn't understand. Sometimes he invites singers to his church, even not preachers. Then, you know, they are ordering a spring rose. <laughs> As before they come. As we are coming, you want spring rose. We are coming to sing for three days. Spring rose. Uh, first day, spring rose, five. Next day, uh, 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 chicken drums. Say, if you don't come, stay there. Over here, we serve Gary and Bones. If you don't come, stay there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just stay there. Can you be like Jesus for a moment? Can you? Can you mellow? Can you go down? No. That's Jesus for you. Now, this Jesus, he is perfect, listen, in what he has done for us. This is where I want us to look carefully so that it will build confidence in us. Forget about the Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 God and the God by the burning bush and all the cataclysmic spectacular manifestations of God in the Old Testament. This is God proper. Amen. He is the God. Don't try to be like Moses and Elijah. See? Prophet of fire. We want to call fire down. No, no, no. Jesus is, you know, stop even setting prayers. Leave the pray like Jesus. Jesus. You can't open anywhere in the book of Psalms, but look at it. We are looking on to Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why he said with authority, in the beginning it was not so. 
there were many things he confronted in the past of the people he came to meet especially the religious people the jews and he didn't understand it because authority had arrived fullness had come perfection has come shadow must give way the sun has appeared so he is perfect in what he has done i'm putting emphasis on what he has done for our confidence a perfect god what he has done and he did it in christ what about christ one christ as the perfect sacrifice of our sins perfect look for that word in everything i say perfect sacrifice there are Christians who are still thinking that for whatever reason, maybe, you know, God has an issue with them. Hey, perfect sacrifice for our sins. Perfect. Paid in full. Perfect. 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 Perfect sacrifice for our sins. Don't wait to heaven to know the joy of salvation. I beseech you by the perfect sacrifice of Christ. Start rejoicing now if you believe your sins are forgiven you. They are forgiven. Paid in full. In whom we have redemption. Through his blood, poor devil. The forgiveness of our sins through the shedding of his blood. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Those days, it was death passed over them. Right now, judgment has passed over us. There is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. How did we get there? Perfect sacrifice for our sins. Perfect. And then go for the Kumyane in Ponchin. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. Hebrews 10. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things. Now, the Hebrews was written to a, a generation of Christians who they were having a hard time to accept the perfection of God in Christ. They were still hanging, and we are still there. You see, the problems we are facing are still the same old problems. They never go, they never retire. It's like Jesus is not enough. Jesus and some special oils. Jesus and some special cloth. Jesus and some special seed. Yes. Sow your sow, sow, sow yourself forward. To where? <laughs> so what should the poor do? He says, can never, never with those sacrifices what was the problem they were imperfect which they offered year by year continually make the comments thereon to perfect verse 2 for then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshippers once per should have had no more conscience of sins and their minds are very wrong but in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year what an imperfection <laughs> for it is not possible and a doubt it's not possible 
with God all things are possible but these sacrifices it was not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins wherefore when he cometh into the world that's Jesus he saith sacrifice and offering you will not but a body has thou prepared me in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast, hast no pleasure then said I no I come in the volume of the book in the volume of the prophecies the scrolls of prophecies before I came now I have come in the volume of the book I have no respect for a prophet who cannot rush immediately and bring people to Christ and you are dazzling us with names and things and that that is no ministry ministry is Christ and Christ is the ministry we are in the new testament of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that's it. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm not only teaching you, I am passing confidence to your spirit. Confidence. You understand what I'm saying? Confidence. I'm not only here as a teacher and a pastor. I am. I'm an apostle by God's grace. But I am passing solid confidence into you. So that you don't back down when you see people doing things. No, you stand tall and strong. You spread your shoulders because you know who you are believing. You understand the new covenant. You understand the perfection, the ultimacy, the supremacy, the preeminence of Christ. Don't come and tell us about messages or promessages that has no business with Christ. Who cares? A message is not valid because of views. I repeat. Sanda Baliakatai. A message is not valid because of what? The day Jesus preached, they didn't view. They all went away. Say so we won't view. Won't view. No love, no likes. I saw him a giant. Then subscribe to your page. Which is a monko. Did you call them? Did you call them? Was it the general? Except to eat my blood and drink, you drink my blood and eat my flesh. You have no life in you. And I'm here to tell you that life is in this Christ. Listen to Christ, believe in Christ, please Christ. This same Jesus. He is the one the prophets prophesied about. We want to know the totality and the centrality of prophecy. Christ. This same Jesus is the one who was conceived of Virgin Mary. This same Jesus was the one who was tried by Pontius Pilate. This same Jesus was the one who was hung on the tree. This same Jesus that is the whole Bible is about him. He died and resurrected. Glory to God. On the third day, this same Jesus, he went up. The cloud received him out of their sight. And the angel said that this same Jesus shall come. From now on, we are on mission for Jesus until the skies will split open and the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise and this same Jesus. This one, he shall come again. Jesus. Don't push money. Don't push anything. Preach Jesus. Thank God for marriage, but it is Jesus. Our marriage has no direction and future except for Jesus because husbands love like Jesus. That wife submits like unto Christ. Everything is about him. I speak concerning Christ and the church. You understand? It's Jesus or else there is no substance in what we are doing. Christ alone, cornerstone, weakness strong. Hallelujah! Because he lives, he shall live also. 
Yana yemi yase Udia wadi uprichi wakumi umina Na udia wanti nyamiyase Nuwakufuwa yunia dada ano Umekase obanu wasabe the whole show Pastor the whole show The whole show One who you show Glory to God. Amen. I'm loving the service. You understand? <laughs> God is too good. Hey, how do you sing it? Where's perpetual? God is too good to be what? To be mistaken. God is too kind to be what? Too good to be unkind and too wise to be what? Mistaken. If you don't understand, you can trace his hand. Trust his hand. <laughs> it's my own version. <laughs> Praise the living God. Please do you understand all that I've said so far. Hear me, Pa. Where have we reached in the Hebrew chapter 10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then said, I know in the volume of the book, I've come to do thy work. Hey, the Lord even gave me a song some time ago about this one. In the volume of the book, it is written concerning me. I have come, I have come to do thy will. One time I think I was blinking or something, then the song just came. That, that's it, it's true. Look at verse 12. But this man, this man, because Christ became flesh. You get it? Any spirit that denies that Christ came into the flesh is an antichrist. That is what the Bible says. You can't bypass the incarnation of Christ. That means God becoming man and prove redemption. It doesn't work. Behold the Lamb of God. It was not a spirit, it was a real human being. So, this man, this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, one time, they were doing it many times. One time. How come he did it one time? Because it was perfect. Forever, he sat down at the right hand of God. My perfect sacrifice is Christ. And he has sat down. Number two, we are looking at the perfection of his Christ. Christ as the perfect sanctifier of the saints. Sanctifier of the saints. An engineer is an engineer. Somebody who works on engine is an engineer. Somebody who sanctifies is a sanctifier. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Hebrews 10, the verse number 10. By the which will, so I will now say I have come to do it, you know. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. You see, the New Testament abhors repetition. Don't tell me we are breaking and breaking and when shall we stop breaking? There is a once for all blessing in the New Testament. There's what? That's all. Once and for all. Anything else is renewal. Of the blessing that's why we talk of revivals times of refreshing from his presence but one time don't go and kill every time and say you know break something from my head where were you 
when the son made you free by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once and for all 14 for by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified you see that chapter 13 the verse number 12 hebrews 13 12 wherefore jesus also that he must sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gate he might sanctify listen sanctification does not begin from us but it's a reversal of truth and therefore an error it begins from christ it is his sacrifice that first sanctifies us and therefore it elevates the sacrifice of christ above our sacrifices and self-denials because the sacrifice of christ is high and above that one but it's what sets the ball rolling for our sanctification if you have done nothing forget about your self-denial and what have you So we should be careful we don't equalize the two. His sacrifice and our own, they are different. The perfect sacrifice of Christ weighs heavier than any of our efforts. I mean, there are a lot of things in the Bible. If you are reading your Bible, we'll tell you to do. Flee fornication, you know? Jesus will not do that for you. But the burden of sanctification is not on those things you are doing. I mean, the greater, the, 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 the power is released from a sacrifice the power to even hate sin and to have dominion over sin are you not surprised that you sometimes you know something that could really slay you i mean it doesn't bother you at all it's like you can't be moved where, where did that power come from from the cross from christ from a sacrifice that's sanctification so his sacrifice listen is effectual i'm saying that our christ is the perfect sanctifier of the same be confident in that perfect even though you are supposed to follow all the apostolic instructions in details yet it is his perfect sacrifice christ as the perfect sanctifier his sacrifice is effectual effectual means successful or capable of producing intended or desired results so christ's sacrifice did just that it was an effectual sacrifice effective and our sanctification on our part now becomes ethical and moral by his own you see the, have you seen this room lights every year there is a power that is generating the lights and the sound christ as the perfect the the, the perfect sanctified by saying is that power if it goes off you can press the light it won't come you can live 100 years and don't fornicate you will still be dirty stinking before god because without christ there is nothing that sanctifies understand don't go about with your nose in the skies i'm a moral man as for me i've never done this before 
touch not, smell not, do this not. That is not how you are sanctified. It's Christ. It's Christ. Then our ethical and moral response to that. Please understand it. The big move has been made by God. The big move. The cross move. The blood move. It has been made by God. Now, sanctification is no more a, a, a Herculean task for the New Testament believer. No. There is a perfect sacrifice which has made it possible. Number three, Christ as the shepherd of his sheep. The perfect shepherd. It's not just a shepherd. The perfect shepherd of his sheep. Thank God for pastors. We are shepherds. But you know, there is a perfect shepherd. Glory to God. Shepherd of my soul, I give you full control. Don't, don't become a obsessed with anybody you know who is in the stead of Christ. You know that's that's why Paul rebuked the rebuked the Corinthian church. So what's the matter with you? And I'm for this one, for this one, for that one. Get your eyes off that. Repose confidence in Christ. Honor your ministers, the pastors, the servants of the Lord. Keep it there. But know that beyond them, in fact, they are even sheep of that shepherd, this perfect shepherd. You know Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And the one who wrote it was the shepherd of the nation. David. He said, wait a minute, the Lord is my shepherd. Pastors, get close to Christ. Yes. You see, pastors can have issues. And all of us. Because it's like, I'm a pastor, who can I talk to now? He's being tempted brutally. Or, you know, you see, because you can't go down to the, you know, the, ah, the church member needs help now. <laughs> so wh wh where should he go? That is Christ. A pastor who lives from Christ will be very stressed. Who lives far away from Christ. Dwell closer. For we did turn in, in, in the breast, in the bosom. Rest there. Ministry is done from that center. Or else you will be caught up in competition. Sorry, I said we'll be a decanter. We can't have one ever. You be restful. You are doing this well. Ah. If I only wear sauce, if it is only sauce, I can't wait to come and preach. And so what? Let there be preaching. And you are restful. Don't say my shoe is only one. No. Christ is more than hunger shoes. He's more than invitation to preach. Invite me. No. We don't invite. <laughs> we don't invite like that. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. Glory to Jesus. Be confident in Christ. He is a shepherd. And of course, John chapter 10, 7 to 11. 
Maybe let's read that because that came right from the mouth of Jesus. I could have taken it to 1 Peter 2.25 and 1 Peter 5 for the bishop and shepherd of our souls. But let's stick with Jesus' own words. John the 10th chapter, the verse number 7. Then said Jesus unto them again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Can we all read? Verse, um, I will let you read. Let's read verse 11. Go to verse 11. Verse 11. Ready, go, everybody. I am the good shepherd. One more time. I am the good shepherd. One more time. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. That's what Christ has done for you. Look at me here. That's what he has done for you. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Life and death stood face to face. And he conquered death for you. That's Jesus. Praise God. The good shepherd. The perfect shepherd of his sheep. Perfect. He understands your infirmities. When pastor screams at you, Jesus may be smiling at you. Wow. But if you don't know him, oh, that will be the end of your sheep life. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Let's proceed. Christ is the perfect servant for service. This is my, my well beloved son in who I'm pleased. You want to hear it from God? Christ, the perfect servant for service. Christ was Lord, yet he was a servant. In servant who too, he was perfect. Perfect. You know, Philippians chapter 2, verse 2 to 8. He took upon himself the form of a servant. He did. You make yourself a servant. We don't make you a servant. Where is our rebel? You see how we drag goats. How many of you have seen some before? They, 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 they don't move with one leg. If you move them from here to here, I mean, <laughs> four legs. So, but on your servant. But they be dying, that's what they say. No, but a sheep. May you be a servant. Yeah, he made himself of no, he made himself like this suit. He removed it. Hmm? Don't wear reputation, you know, over you. No, 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 no. And took, look, give it to people. If they don't give it to you, don't worry. You are more than title and more than whatever. Ah, you are a human being. You are more than a, a human being. A lawyer is, that's, what is a lawyer? You are a human being. When, when you were born, were, were, were you holding a, a case? Lawyer, <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Forget about all of that. Engineer, you know, at Pharmacist. You are a person. Come on. May I soon quite Amen. 
Please, if you are working with somebody, that's how you want you to call him, call him like that too. <laughs> Before they send the application here. <laughs> so, boss, yes, call, call them like that. His majesty, in the wrong place. No problem, please. Yes, my lord. If maybe that is the how you call your husband. Yes, my lord, please continue. I'm going to mention the name before they bring you here. He made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of it. Listen, what an example. These are things you do. You do it. Oh, yes. The form of a servant. We need that. Servanthood is vanishing from the church, it's leaving. So, the, 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 the least spark of a servant spirit, then you are the champion among the brethren. Hey, he's humble. Really? I told one guy, I said, Look, and I still stand by it. I pointed it to some people, some father figures, older generation, not just people who say, I'm father. You can see that people, long time Christian, I say even the way they walk, you could see that the, their conversion affected their walking. Look at the way we walk. You see that, yeah, man of God has come. Papa. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, Dr. Steve, you know, when he was alive, oh, bless his heart. He said they went for a meeting, and this young guy should come and preach. He's a senior minister. You know, all the, the, the guy was sitting in his car with, with phones. You remember when Bishop came <laughs> here, you know, yeah, phones sitting in his car, and people were doing worship. So when it was time for him to come, and they went to call him. This one is holding this one, this one is holding this one, this one is holding this one. Twelve apostles. He made himself of no reputation and took upon him. I remember Dr. Stephen was here. The day he ministered, there was a revival broke out in the church and we were singing this song. The joy of the Lord. He was marching like a student. Tenny, the joy. See, I Of the Lord is Remember, man of God now. The joy of the what? And they read the song. No, you can do it. There are some moments I can't forget. He himself and, and, and uh, Apostle JFK, they all knelt down. Hey, we were singing that song. I owe it all to Jesus. I know we're cheerful. So he's a very tall man. So he was even, even when he was kneeling, he was longer than some of you. Listen, let's become servants. Are you hearing me? In the choir, you are a servant. You are not a worship leader. You are not an artist. You are what? Servant. Me, chief servant. Oh, yes. There's nothing I've not done in this church before. And I still have fun for it. You should, tell, you should ask them, those who go are, are working at the children's church. Every day I'm there today. I could even hear the Lord saying that, won't you go and sit down so that you prepare for the, you know, a small thing, then I get down. You are all there. Don't go and just sitting down over there. Say, bring me a report. <laughs> <laughs> do me near work glory to God oh is it that's it then finally Christ the perfect son of sonship you know people make much ado about sonship 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 the thing about sonship listen is obedience 
Forget about the rights and the privileges of it. Obedience is the heartbeat of a son. If I am your father, he said, where is my honor? And that honor is obedience. Children, obey your parents in the law. For this is wrong. Come on, talk to me. This is what? Right. Christ as the perfect son. Sonship, whatever. At the end of the day, you get more confused. Meanwhile, the thing is obedience. No twists and turns. Obedience. He became obedient to the death of the cross. Now, this is where we ourselves, we are called to perfection. To be like the son. To be like him. That he might bring many sons unto glory. What does it mean? People who are surrendering life and all to the Lord. I am yours, Lord. I am yours. Wholly devoted to you. That's the son. Forget about the son of somebody for a moment. We are talking about the son of God. You have the stamp of God on you. You are accepted and approved of God. Not with miracles and signs and wonders, first of all, but obedience. It is the obedience God approves with miracles, signs and wonders. If Moses had gone to uh, Canaan or remained in Midian, instead of going to Egypt, there would be no signs. But when God told him, likewise, Joshua, everywhere the sole of your feet shall tread, where? Backward to Egypt? No. Forward to the promised land. I've given to you. Obedience is the golden element in sonship. And Christ has modeled that he's the perfect son because he obeyed his father. The perfection of God. May the Lord give us understanding. In Jesus' name. Amen. And by the way, sisters to you are all sons of God. It's a spiritual designation or position that you belong. It's not a gender thing. You understand? Son of God. As many as believe on him to them gave you power to become the sons of God. And you deepen that sonship, that privilege by obedience. Be on your feet. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you touch the keyboard just a little bit? I will serve you because I love you. You have given you have given, lift your hands to the Lord, life to me. I was nothing, I was nothing before you found me. You have given life. I love you, come on. I will serve you. 
Because allow Consecrate yourself to the Lord Trust in this perfect sacrifice For you I was nothing Your love is for me. 
Jesus, we thank you. Sing it again. Yeah. How great your love is for me. For the last time, everybody say, oh, come on. Father, we thank you. Lift up your hands and say after me. Say, Lord, I believe in your perfect sacrifice for me. You are perfect in all your ways concerning me. My life is together. Nothing is apart in your perfect ways. My life is on the highway of your perfect character. My life is in the grip of your perfect counsel. My life is secure by your perfect son. Jesus Christ, my Lord. The future belongs to me. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. The future belongs to me. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Come on, give the Lord a mighty hand. Glory to God. Oh, clap like your hands are yours.